You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It's been a long day. You glance at the clock as the big hand strikes 10.59pm. You stop to pour yourself a drink. No holding back. Only the strong stuff tonight. The crackling fire illuminates the room in a very comfortable looking sofa. You take a closer glance. And... What? What? What's that? You see three men in bathrobes and slippers. What are you doing here? Alright. Just, uh, here for the pod and that? Yeah, you know, the, the one you listen to after, like, that stressful day you've been having. Yeah, the the one with the, the three idiots talking about, you know, what they've watched, what they're, what they're going to watch, probably some other stuff too. Am I, am I supposed to say something here, am I? Or? Oh, for fuck's sake. You take a seat, put your feet up, and listen to your favourite podcast. Welcome to 60 Minutes to Midnight. Hello and welcome to the third instalment of 60 Minutes to Midnight, the show where we, the Three Minute Men, Mm. gather to chat, uh, just like we would normally. Uh, We give you honest reviews and tips of things to watch. And what? uh, With the added bonus (laughs) of, no, tips. Well, I'm leaving then, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Of course, I am joined by the other Two Minute Men, John and Gaz. How are we, gents? John, very hungover. I uh, know in advance this. Yeah, t- tell tell the audience why you're hungover. Um, yeah. Well, typically you drink too much, don't you? You go out, you drink uh-huh. too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's dehydration, I think. So yeah. So it. that's the dehydration does it as well. Um, yeah. 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 Add some shots and stuff. You know, lad in it. Yay. Um, got home, fell asleep at half eight. And then woke up at half eleven to some abusive messages going, Oh, where are you, John? Mr. McCann, Correct. where are you? We're playing video games. So I felt guilty and I got up and played video games till like fucking 2am or whatever. Got up at five because uh, Ella woke up early. So I had to nurse her back to sleep for half an hour then went back to bed for an hour. And then woke up to more abusive messages going, oh, what time are we recording this pod? And honestly, I wish Correct. I was killed by this alcohol poisoning, to be honest. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so context, every Friday at night, UK time, myself, John and Gareth with another friend who isn't affiliated with the podcast. Yeah, don't name him. Way, don't name him. So it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't even get a shout out. No. Doesn't even get a shout out. Uh, meet up uh, to play video games. And that has been happening since lockdown began, since COVID began. And uh, it's great fun. But John does have a tendency. I'd say he's done it a couple of times where he just 
he's meant to be there. He just doesn't turn up, doesn't message. Uh, we're not sure if he's dead. We don't know. Um, mm. And then he might just stumble in pissed to play games. And that is essentially what, what he did uh, last night. It was quite a lovely little surprise. Well, Played some Rocket League. Yeah. It was great fun. Well, look, so, it, we're not going to start like a fucking Twitch or anything like that, by the way. So No, we're know, shit. We we're, not... we're really bad. So that would be a terrible idea. Yeah, but people aren't tuning in to go, oh, yeah, he's very good at this game. They're going, oh, look how shit he is. It's hilarious. And he's pissed again. <laughs> True. So, you know. True. But we're not True. doing it. We wouldn't be able to do, we've talked about this before, live recordings, because basically it, we have to, we're an explicit podcast, but let's just put it this way. We, there are several filters that mm. we uh, put these podcasts through uh, before they are released to the audience's ears. The John McCann filter. It, essentially, yes. It's just John mm. says some things that are, you know, very out there and they have to be cut out. <laughs> anyway, how are you both? Uh, other than John being hungover, Gareth, we're in lockdown. Yeah. Shit, innit? I, yeah. Uh... You know, I'm I'm all right though. I'm I'm excited. I'm pleased to spend the evening with you two fine gentlemen, um, and some fine whiskey. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. What whiskey are you drinking today, Gareth? So everyone, just so you know, every every week or every week, this is like a once a month show. So every month we will tell you what whiskeys we are drinking. Um, Gareth, what are you drinking this week? I'll show you on the screen. I know podcasts are primarily a visual. Um, I mean, uh, not a visual uh, medium, but this is the uh, the Glenlivet. Glenlivet. And, yeah, um, Glenlivet 12, yep. The Glenlivet yeah, 12. It's... Yeah, um, tell people. So yeah. I've said it before. It. I've said it before. I uh, I do like a peated whiskey. And again, for the second time in a row, this is not a peated whiskey. And mm. again, for the second time in a row, it's absolutely from the audience. fantastic. It's... it's it, I, I love it. Like, this is going to be... A super regular whiskey for me. So, so smooth. It's ridiculous. Like, I like drinking my whiskey neat. <clears throat> but this is the, by far, the easiest to drink neat that I've, that I've oh, had. Look how messy uh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> mm, messy I like to be messy um, whilst drinking neat whiskey. <laughs> I've had, I'd had, I've had the Glenlivet 12. It's, I agree. It's very, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's smooth. Oh, lovely drop. I am, I, I thought I have got some dregs of my Port Charlotte, which would be absolutely slammed if I was drinking that again, because John didn't like the fact that I drank it two shows in a row. Yeah. Right so I went through my liquor cabinet and found the remnants, the last remnants. And this is it in this glass, as you can see. Once again, um, this is not a visual medium. Fanta. It's about. I mean, that looks like, that looks like lemonade. I'd say it? two and a half, two and a half to three shots. <laughs> Yeah, it's got ice. It's been iced. It's been diluted. It's a Johnny Walker blue label. So not the black label, the blue label that was gifted to me by uh, uh, my partner's father. Uh, it's uh, a lovely drop. Very easy to drink. Not peated. Not very peated at all, um, which is what I also like. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd polish this off on today's podcast. Mm, yeah, Excellent. So, you enjoy that, yeah. mate. Yeah, uh, another one that I've also tried. So there you go. Yeah, you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. Uh, look, yeah, do you know what? I think Johnny Walker gets a bit of a bit of a kicking um, because it's so mainstream, I, I think. But I've, I've always liked it. I've always liked Johnny Walker. Yep. Mm. And coming to you, John, what are you drinking this morning? Yeah, so it's sort of like a medium blend uh, coffee. It's a coffee. Mm. Oh, yeah. coffee. Oh, and yeah. It's not even a hot coffee. It's just cold milk. That's how bad I am. That's disgusting. Nescafe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
What's wrong with you? And he did tell us before we started recording that he is recording in just his pants. So that is an image for anyone. Just his pants and a cold milk coffee. Disgusting. That's for our Patreon Pantry on Oh, that's good. Pants <laughs> off. Pants off, Trian. Um, for any of our it's American trion. listeners, by by pants, by pants we mean underwear. Because ah, correct. Um, yes, you know they'll be like, Briefs. yes, that's absolutely yeah. fine to be wearing so, pants. Mm. Why front? Let's just clarify. His his pants are off, <laughs> but his why fronts are on. Okay. My pants. My pants are off, but my heart's in the right place. Okay. Correct. So <laughs> okay, good. Where are your hands? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I need to see your hands at all times, please. I actually, I, I, do, I do have something to offer actually um, to oh, yeah. this whiskey, whiskey thing. So basically, <clears throat> a friend of mine, and again, I, you know, I'm not naming people. I'm not giving them the airtime. They haven't earned it. Um, nah, a friend of mine's getting it. married. Um, oh, boo! Next, yeah, I know, right? He's getting married next week, and um, as a groomsman, spending the night. With him beforehand, not in like a sexual. Oh, that's way good of you, mate. That's good of you <laughs> to turn up to your groomsman yeah. duties. Yeah. Well, you know, fucking hell, I couldn't get over there, just, mate. Get just over saying, it. I'm just saying. So anyway, good so I, I bought him, a, I bought him a whiskey actually, um, and I'm going to butcher the uh, how it's pronounced, but it's Alt Bane <laughs> 2000, <laughs> a 20 year old sherry cask. Whiskey, mm-hmm. oh lovely, very, very nice. expensive That's bottle. Nice, that. um, I won't, be very won't say how much it was, but it's probably about four times what I'd normally spend on a bottle of whiskey. So there you go. So I, I will... that's forty dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm a shoplifter, so <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you, John. Thank you for that lovely insight. Right, I think we better get on to the actual meat and meat and potatoes of this podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, and that is what have we all been watching what have we been watching um, what have we been watching there is no jingle for that section this section of the podcast anyway what have we been watching this week well not necessarily this week because we do it every month yes yeah good yeah. nice thank you john yeah. that let's try and adapt that every time sort of like uh, when ricky gervais did chimpanzee that uh, monkey news <laughs> Um, just add a little bit of flair every time. Uh, okay, I'm going to start off with uh, Gareth. Gareth, what have you been watching, mate? Big thing that I've been watching recently is um, uh, a horror movie on Netflix, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, horror trilogy, yep. in fact. Um, yeah. It's Fear Street. Um, Yay. Yeah. So Fear Street, uh, Fear Street 1994, Fear Street... 1976. I was going to say eight. Yeah, it's 78. 78. Fear Street 1978. And Fear Street yeah. 1666 is the trilogy. Yeah, um, so these cool. are, it's, there was um, R.L. Stein books um, called Fear Street. I think he wrote them like before he did Goosebumps even. Um, was it before? I thought it was, a, I thought it was, a, I can't be sure. Yeah. Okay, but, but they're yes. they're pretty old. Like the books are, mm. are um, they they they're of their time. But <coughs> like I was, I was a huge Goosebumps fan as a kid. I was a massive oh, Goosebumps yeah. fan. I loved. I had like I had Goosebumps bed covers and curtains in my bedroom. Um, Do you remember and... the uh, the theme for the TV show? Viewer, beware! You're in for a scare. Oh yeah, so I read this one actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. Oh, this is the <laughs> one love with the dummy. Oh. I know this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm a big I'm a big R.L. Stein fan. I'm a big fan of that genre of horror as well. That's kind of like um, best way of describing. It, I think is popcorn horror. It's popcorn horror. Like no, it's it's mass uh, mass public horror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've been through this <laughs> but it's it's popcorn horror it's like it's fun it's horror that has like comedy moments in it and stuff um you know i've spoken we've spoken about horror a few times and i do love proper horror that kind of gets into your your brain and that that for me is the scariest stuff but i love having fun with horror as well and i've got to say oh, fear streak fear street is very fun um I would say it is archetypal popcorn horror. Like, don't don't expect it to be overly clever, because it's not. Um, don't necessarily expect incredible um, character development. Although, although I do have to say, I have to say, I've only seen the first two of the trilogy, so I'm speaking from that perspective. Um, you're going to tell me that you've seen all three and that it's more clever than I think, is it? Uh, I will say that the the third instalment I think might be the best instalment. Um, the great thing about Fear Street is, and I've not read the books, but I have read probably every Goosebumps in existence up until I was the age <laughs> of like you know fifteen, sixteen. Um, God knows where they went after like you know the sponge thing that happened. Do you remember the sponge? Yeah, everyone remembers the sponge yeah. that was you know. Is it beneath? It yeah, lives beneath weird. the sink or something like that. It lives beneath the yeah something like that. <laughs> Bizarre. Um, great episode though that was of the TV show. So check that one out. So but, um, on Netflix, by the way. I oh, that is great. Um, but R.L. Stein, yeah. I mean, people going into this, listening to this, thinking, oh, so this is going to be like kiddie type horror. I completely went into this trilogy thinking, hey, this is going to be like Goosebumps esque. Um, it's not going to be gory. It's not going to be visceral. I'll tell you something right now. This is visceral. This oh, yeah. is proper. People are dying in spectacular ways. I'm talking like mincemeat, you know, oh, that's heads being chopped off. There's some stuff in there where I was watching it. I was like, okay, we're going there, are we? We're going there. I like it. <laughs> it's um, it's Stranger Things dialed up to 11. Oh, uh, she's not pun, in it. Once again, she's not in oh, it. Oh, my word. We're still doing this shit after three years. Fuck me. <laughs> um no but it it genuinely it's got the same sort of vibe it's you know kids against this supernatural and i'm not spoiling it to say that it's supernatural it happens within the first few minutes uh threat that like gaz said with the titles it spans over um three different time periods um and each has a distinctive feel mm. uh which makes it incredible the third installment being 1666 i think uh really harkens um back in my mind to films like uh the witch uh which is one of my favorite horror movies of recent times the witch is amazing um, it's it's amazing and i honestly love the last episode of of, of fear street so i'm really looking forward to you so it, Gaz. And if any if anyone hasn't seen it, like, um, and is a bit interested and thought, oh, this might be too scary for me, it's not necessarily <laughs> a scary show, so don't worry about that. It's it, it, if you're not into gore, then that might be a problem. But it is is it's 
it's accessible horror. It is very accessible. That's a good way of putting uh, it. For anyone. But it, but it, yeah. it is. You're, you're right. <clears throat> you are right to point out that it is very gory. And you know, yeah. I obviously I started talking about goosebumps before talking about this. This is very different to goosebumps. Yeah. Um, More adult, but it's but still in the teen it's genre. For, still in the teen. Yeah. It is for the people who liked goosebumps as, when they were yeah. kids and are now Correct. all grown up. And there's a couple of things like the, the 1994. Um, obviously, brings brings all the the nineties vibe into the movie, which is great. Yeah. Got that 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 retro Val um, vibe, and they have like it's it's reminded me of horror films from the nineties as well. Whereas yeah, seventy eight. I think <laughs> I think we're right in saying seventy eight. Um, yeah, it's right. Is so f- uh, Friday the thirteenth. Correct. It's amazing. Yeah, it pull. Yeah, it pulls on its its sort of deck. You know, the decade of which it was made. One thing I will say as well is like Stranger Things and things like um, the, the the It remake um, and all of that sort of eighties nostalgia has now shifted uh, to nineties nostalgia, and we are seeing a lot more um, show a lot more shows focused on the nineties nostalgia. I started watching um, Brand New Cherry Flavor on. Um, netflix as well and that's got a lot of 90s vibes to it fucked up show i'm not going to talk about that in this episode but man check that show out it's crazy as but i love the way that we've moved from 80s to 90s now because the 90s is still a very fond time in my mind i mean i remember the 90s much more than the 80s because i was only like two or three years old during the 80s so i don't really know it Um, do you want to remember the 80s well yeah yeah the 60s are really good um... i'm sorry the 80s So yeah, um, I agree, Gaz. Fear Street, such such a great show. Just before uh, we move on from it's it, it's a film, but show. before we yeah. move on from it, actually, um, part two has, stars Sadie Sink, and she's mm-hmm. awesome. She is so good. Um, she she's the best the best actor in the first two films, I would say. Um, and it's just it's it's good to see her. Um. Good to see her doing more stuff. She uh, uh, and I, I love like that she keeps kind of doing retro stuff because um, I don't know it suits her. Uh, but yeah, very very good young actor. Very good, uh, John. Coming to you next. Mm. I, I know you're not into your horror stuff, so I doubt well, I doubt you'll check out Fear Street. I mean, I would say give it a go. But what have you been watching? If it, if it's not uh, mass public horror, <laughs> dialed up to eleven Popcorn. again, please. So, Len, I have been watching um, the movies that made us. You seen any of those? Oh, yeah. I have been itching to watch them, and I haven't done it yet. Right. Okay. So, no. Well, season two's just come out. So, um, so in season two, they cover Back to the Future, um, yep. Jurassic Park. Heard of that one. Heard of that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and behind me right now, I've got a Back to the Future poster and a Jurassic Park poster. So mm. I'm totally on board with this well, already. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Forrest Gump. And Who's he? Pre- yeah, just some fella. He's not on the wall, so I'm not interested. He's not on the Next. wall. Um, and Pretty Woman. Dun, 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 yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, just insert that. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. It's, um, look, I, I mean, for a podcast, we really should have all watched it, to be honest. I mean, I'm not slagging anyone off here, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, season one was good. I'm trying to think of the films that are in season one. Actually, bear with me. E.T. and uh, E.T. Two. Ah, uh, see now, 
season one, boys. Home Alone. Yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, no. That's oh, Die Hard. No. Why haven't we watched this? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, so they're just doing Christmas movies, are they? Like, that's the. <laughs> I think it was actually framed that way originally. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, interesting question. Is Ghostbusters a Christmas film? I think it is. I think it is. Ghostbusters 2 definitely is. Definitely is. Yeah. Yes. I think Ghostbusters uh, is more of an Easter film. Um, and I'm not going to explain that. I think, you know, listeners, work it out for yourselves. Um, work it but out. But yeah, no, it's, it's a good series. Um, I don't buy some of the, uh, like, drama that they create where it's like, oh, it was so difficult to get this film made. It's like, hold on. So you've got Tom Hanks as your lead after he's just won an Oscar for, yeah. like, Philadelphia or whatever it was. Come on. Don't, don't tell me a studio didn't want to spend money on that. Um but some some of the other ones, like um, surprisingly enough, uh, the Pretty Woman one is very good, and actually uh, a reminder of like how incredible Julia Roberts was back then. Like Jesus Christ, um, and how they end up getting like Richard Gere to do the film, uh, and the relationship that they have is like yeah, it's it's, it's fascinating. Um, watching the whole like fallout. Uh, for Jurassic Park as well, because originally they weren't going to use CGI because obviously it was in its real infancy. Dinosaurs. They were going to use real dinosaurs, yeah. Um, that was far easier. Um, but the dinosaurs, they had no interest in being in a film that portrayed them in such a terrible way. So they pulled out. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, this is fascinating. And they had a couple of dinosaurs on there to, to like talk about Didn't their Pretty Woman have the same problem with Richard Gere? <laughs> That's sort of a joke about him being a dinosaur. Yeah, so they went to the island of Richard... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they went to the island of Richard yeah. Gere, um, and they said, can we have one Richard Gere? And uh, yeah, no, it was really interesting. <laughs> um, and obviously, Julia, Julia Roberts went over there and wooed Richard Gere uh, in like a King Kong-esque thing, and I think that's probably what the film ah. should have been. Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's yeah. really good. Um, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, there's obviously some classic movies there, so you get to see like... Um, so back, like Back to the Future, you'll see loads of scenes with um, with Eric Stoltz because obviously he was originally mm. Marty McFly. So it's quite mad yep. to see those actual scenes because they filmed like I think like a third of the film was already done. Yeah, um, right. yeah, yeah. And they were like, to be honest, mate, it- you were just not funny in the slightest. <laughs> um, no. And Eric Stoltz, he felt like it was quite a sad film. Like the idea of at the end, him going, like returning to the present and everyone's like changed. He was like, but that's like, yeah. you know, everything he's ever known in his life up till then is is, is different now. So it goes quite sad, isn't it? And they're like, can you just chill out, mate? Honestly, <laughs> like, this, this is a comedy. Like, just, yeah. you know, go with the flow, man. I just wanted to talk about like you saying how Eric Stoltz was in the first third of the film and then they replaced him. It's kind of made me remember, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but like, have you guys seen the early screeners for Predator? Have you seen what happened with that film and how crazy it was? Who did who did they cast as Predator? So, well, well Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. was the Predator. Jean-Claude Van Damme was the Predator. And so the idea was you had Arnie against Jean-Claude. But if you watch Jean-Claude, he was in a prawn costume <laughs> because essentially their idea of the predator was this literal like ant like creature ant slash prawn type creature and it's 
pink and he's just running around in the jungle in his costume and they realise this is fucking terrible. <laughs> so then they completely retooled the whole film. Honestly, um, if you haven't, you know, seen this, Google Jean-Claude Van Damme Predator, watch the fucking weirdest things and think, how did one of the greatest action sci-fi films of all time get made from the absolute fiasco that was was there? Um and it reminds me of this, John, where, you know, Eric Stoltz, and the, the film would have flopped like a fucking dead fish out of water. It would have been terrible, bro. I can't believe that, you know, a third of the film, what a great decision, though, because it just goes to show even when something's been made, you know, and, and they've sunk a lot of money into it, it can be changed. You can, you know, still get some of the best films of all time out of, out of making a simple decision. I wonder what moment it was that, like, broke the camel's back like at what point did i go jesus this couldn't skateboard he couldn't skateboard that's it he couldn't skateboard and that was it i I can imagine it's so funny that you bring up john claude van damme i've just literally this afternoon as i was putting some furniture together put a stupid action movie on john claude van damme not the kickboxer not the kickboxer not the kickboxer i very nearly watched the kickboxer (laughs) instead (laughs) i watched blood sport Hmm. Oh, it's also to I fucking that is crazy. Amazing! It, it is one of the worst acted films I've ever seen. Um, what? Uh, not by Jean Claude. <laughs> don't get me wrong. He puts in a stellar performance as as an American. Like <laughs> they keep referring to him as an American, and he's like, um, yeah. he's like, um, it would be I'd really appreciate if you went to dinner with me tomorrow night. And then they're like. <laughs> Hey, get out of here, American. <laughs> What's happening in this film? I don't understand. How dare you speak to me in such a way? I'm an American. <laughs> you're definitely not. Definitely not. Yes, my name is Tony. Tony Smith. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no idea what his name is in, uh, in Bloodsport. Dukes. His surname's Dukes. Frankie. Frank Frank oh. Dukes. Oh, yeah. That's a cool go. name. Yeah. I'm going to watch that, John. I, I, the movies that made us. So I'm sort of saving up a. Um, I've actually had to hold back on a, on watching a lot of shows at the moment because uh, my partner's due now in like five weeks, <laughs> and I've heard that there's a lot of sitting around and watching TV. Um, so I've sort of when, got some things. Len, when you say saved when up. you say your partner's due, it sounds like you've ordered her and she's on the way. And is- yeah. <laughs> No, she is. She's on the way. Due in a few weeks. <laughs> She's on the way. And when she's here, we're going to watch those TV <laughs> I've, 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 I've heard. I've heard. That's what, that's what couples do. Yeah, I, th- right? I thought he was, that that was like do? a muzzle tough situation there when he said that. <laughs> I was like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> just a, just um, a random no, but lifestyle the, choice. So, but yeah. Yeah. so our baby is due in five weeks. Oh, okay. uh, we've ordered that as muzzle well. Muzzle top. <laughs> 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 and uh no and we're gonna have a lot of tv to watch so this is that is definitely something that's going to be on the list for um you know when we're just sat around doing nothing for the you know first few months um that is what we're gonna do so <laughs> is i'm that, very much think you're gonna, gonna get a bit one, of a john. culture shock i have to say <laughs> is that what fatherhood is like john can yeah. you confirm no um i mean look babies sleep a lot um but then they mm-hmm. get up like every two hours because you have to feed them and change them. Um, pause button. The pause button, John. No, no, because it's a baby. The pause button won't work. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, look, I, uh, there's certainly going to be a lot of, well, do we want to go out because we've got this baby now? 
and it's everything is we hard. We can't work. we're in lockdown, so yeah. Okay, well, can't, you know, anyway, so you know, be locked down forever, will you? But, yeah, I can confirm yeah. that, that it's useful to have well, certainly things like that in the background. Like you don't want to be watching, you know, mm. horror movies. And stuff. list. <laughs> Fear Street. Shinder's um, list. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yes, uh, add it, adding it to the list, as I'm sure a lot of the listeners are right now. I want to talk about, um, and it seems that every time we're on this show, we're talking about something Marvel or superhero related, but that's because there's like loads coming out, really. Um, you know, this whole TV dynamic that Disney Plus have done with Marvel has been pretty good. I mean, Loki, me and John gave it four bloobs. Um, and you know, as much as Falcon Winter Soldier didn't really didn't really hit the mark, it was okay. Uh, One Division okay had some had some interesting ideas. Uh, Marvel's What If uh, is right up my alley in terms of the fact <laughs> that it is a story told from the um, perspective of the Watchers uh, or a Watcher. And the Watcher is this sort of omnipotent being that oversees timelines. And he tells, you know, it's essentially the Twilight Zone for Marvel's Avengers, which is fascinating mm. to me. So That's a good it's sell. 30 minute epi- 30 minute episodes. Um, and it says, what if, you know, and the first episode, this is no spoiler, like instead of Steve getting the super serum, um, Agent Carter got the super serum. What happens then? And then it 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 plays you. It's an anim- It's a beautifully animated show, um, and it shows you what happens if you know Agent Carter got the super serum. Uh, there's three episodes out currently. Um, I just finished all three today in an hour and a half and had a, an amazing time watching them. The second episode, which was one of Chadwick Boseman's last um, things that he did, mm-hmm. especially in terms of, of of his Black Panther character. Um, is great and that is and it's no spoiler to say that the episode title is um, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord so it's factoring Mm -hmm. in um, Black Panther Guardians you know it's there's some great characters in there and seeing how they all end up Um, the show is amazing like just if you're really interested in um, the characters and I love the idea of like parallel universes and as we've talked about with Loki and the idea that the MCU is shifting in into this space of different timelines, different universes. Uh, this is perfectly placed right now. And to see how some of these characters might have shaped out or you, you know, envisage them living in these other timelines is so much fun. Um, you know, there's some dark elements to it as well, like for sure. Um, and I'm really excited to see where the next, next few episodes go. <laughs> well, you know what? What if um, they all just got killed in like the first minute of this episode? Um, well, it's not very good. Can you? That I will tell you right now, John. Essentially, episode three is called "What If the Avengers All Die," and that is the episode title. And well, what happens in the episode? The Avengers movies see. would be fucking dull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it is interesting, and that's what I like. I like. I love seeing these alternate storylines. Um, are you boys going to check this one out? Yeah. Yeah, what if like the Incredible Hulk uh, is vegan? Like, what's the point in this episode? It's bizarre. He just turns into the shit Hulk that we get in fucking um, Endgame. Oh, look, there you go. You I'm know, gonna go vegan. John... Jesus, don't hide no, your feelings. No, you're John... gonna have to edit that out. Now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Wow, come on, mate. <laughs> nah, definitely, definitely not. 
Um, no, John, we've talked about this before, how me and you feel like the Hulk was a tremendously underserved character mm. in Infinity War and Endgame to the point of you've got one of the most fun characters there and he's just <laughs> terrible, essentially, for two films. Mm. And yeah, you get occasionally a chuckle out of him being in Hulk form, but also being really intelligent. Mm. But eventually it wears off. as yes. a, It's just a gimmick. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, John, that's the that's the Hulk we would get in that. Mm. Like, just no. What just if no. the Come Incredible on. Hulk was blue yeah. instead of green? Oh, no. No, but that man. actually would be interesting. <laughs> what the heck? That would be interesting to say. It, it, I'll tell you what's good about it, though, is is it's based on a simple moment. And, and if you're a diehard Marvel fan who has seen all of the films... Oh, he's not in it, is he? Um, ...and knows... <laughs> he's in your one. Um... But if you know the moments, if you know the moments, you know the films, they're replicated in such a, an exact way that is beautiful. Um, like just those, those. it's said that a simple decision, when you change your mind, another universe is created and, and it splits off when you have a decision to make, A or B, right? <laughs> and essentially, this is what that show does. If you know the moments in the films, you'll go, oh, I remember that bit when this happened. And then you'll go, that's crazy. Like what would have happened well, if... You know, I suppose this person saved this person. Instead, I suppose then because because they're probably quite often moments of like jeopardy in the original film, yeah. where actually the other thing could have happened. Um, yeah. That makes it really fascinating as well. This this sounds yeah. good. It's like sliding doors, right? Yeah, it's sliding doors moment. It's it's really fun, um, and to see the knock on or butterfly effect of that of 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 those moments that change. Mm. Is crazy. Like I'll just say, in episode two, there's some characters that pop into it. It's quite a, like a light-hearted, fun episode. Um, but to see some of the characters and to to have Chadwick Boseman back as as T'Challa, but a T'Challa that we don't really know, a bit more of a sort of a ravager. You know, he's he is Star Lord, so mm. it's really great to have him back. So yeah, if you need some Chadwick Boseman in your life and you need a bit more of that character, definitely check out uh, Marvel's What If, streaming now on Disney Plus. Three episodes out. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to uh, after this quick advert break. Hello. Sorry for the quick advert. Just to say, if you are enjoying this, please do subscribe. Uh, the Three Minute Men here um, are doing this out of the kindness of their heart uh, because they love talking about films and that and talking to you guys. So if you do enjoy it, please do subscribe to our main channel, Fan Critical. Also to say, if you want to be a super fan and help us make more fun shows, you can go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. And on there, you can donate some money to us uh, to help us produce um, things like this show, things like not all sequels are created equal, uh, things like uh, something old, something new, these are all our new shows. Plus, we can keep going. How the fuck you not seen that? Worst to Netflix, our film and TV reviews, of course. So please do sponsor us at patreon.com forward slash fan critical. We value all of our listeners, obviously, massively. But if you give us some money, we value you even more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair to say. No, not all listeners are created equal. Correct, Gareth. Correct. But you are, but you're not. Anyway, thanks for listening to that little advert. Uh, now let's jump into what we're looking forward to watching very soon. Okay, guys, I'm jumping ahead of the gun here when I say this is something <laughs> What sort of turn of phrase is that? Because jumping ahead of the gun. It's one I just made up. It's one I just made up. Hold on. We need a, we need, need so, a new... Uh... 
a new theme tune for this section. Okay, go on then, John. Give us a, give us a little jingle. What we doing? Um, what we're looking forward to, mate. Uh, okay. So. Okay. <clears throat> Do it as a duet if you want, okay, John. We'll just sort of ad lib some stuff live. Yeah, okay. Um, and the one, and the two, and the three. Bum, 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 baby on board. How I adore. The <laughs> I got the word from episode that is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, no, we're looking forward um, to stuff. That's the end of the theme. Duh. Yeah, that's the end of the jingle. <laughs> Duh. Thanks for that, John. Really appreciate it. Um, so I thought I'd jump ahead of the gun, new turn of phrase, uh, and say in October June is coming out now June what very, I thought that was a very couple of months ago <laughs> go on June <laughs> uh, good one mate I mean Cheers that's a marketing that. opportunity miss isn't it it really is it really is good point um, but yeah so Dune with a D is coming out in October <laughs> you don't, you don't now, now have this, to call it Dune film, oh there you yeah, go Gaz is holding up the book, book shiny book which looks actually. really cool um, let's get that now, this, this film has a very, very tainted history. Um, it, some have said this is unadaptable, um, this subject, this the, you know, this material. And definitely when, you know, David Lynch tried to do it, I think in the 80s, um, it definitely fell very flat. It was so dull um, that I remember it very vividly. I'm, I'm going to give you right now the, the uh, old... The, the 1980s Dune movie score and synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, hazard a guess at the score, guys. And, and secondly, have you even seen this film? Have you no. guys seen the, the, the Lynch version? No, I haven't seen so it. John's not seen, seen it. like trailers and okay. stuff. Uh, Looks awful. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of homework. If you can be asked, go watch yeah. it. It's, you know, it's an experience. Um, so the audience score, sorry, the critic score was 49%. Um, and this is the synopsis. This truncated adaptation of Frank Herbert's sci-fi masterwork is too dry to work as grand entertainment. But David Lynch's flair for the surreal, Gareth, you like this, gives it some spice. Oh, uh, so clever. Oh, you like that? Mm. Like that, do you? It's quite a nice little synopsis, so, isn't it? Um, I mean, that's the thing is I'm not sure that, that David Lynch was ever the right person to do this. Um, uh, because Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, I, I love David Lynch. I love his movies, but they are mm. um, so. I mean, they play with with your concept of of a narrative quite often. Yeah, um, and that's his strength. And I think Dune has a a super kind of. Mm. I mean, in in one sense, I suppose it's quite a relatively straightforward story. Yeah, you know, sort of overthrown heir to the to the to the crown sort of yeah. trying to to regain it that's essentially the story i suppose but it's also set in an incredibly convoluted environment and setting very and, convoluted yeah um and um in terms of world building i think this film is extremely difficult um more so than a lot of science fiction like sometimes i feel like you could be thrown into a star wars film and it sort of just clicks, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, the world just clicks for yeah. you. Like, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Ta- what the fuck's a Tatooine? I'm on Tatooine. No, it, and speaking <laughs> of Tatooine, it's quite a Tatooine, Tatooine-like film. Um, but yeah, like, so this adaptation, which I don't know if anyone's, you know, seen the trailers yet. 
Um, definitely go check those out. They're out now. Um, it's been directed by Denny Villeneuve, who, of course, we love from Blade Runner 2049. So the one thing I would say about this film that needs to really hit home is the visual. Cinematic. Because the cinematic experience, yeah. yeah, it needs to be there for this film. The 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 way that deserts are like, you know, described, the, the sort of topography of these of this planet of this sort of world gareth is amazing right like the book i think is hard to interpret because of that yeah i think just the the general sense of the world i think i think so i think um you know i i don't know i don't know how much you want me to give like a book review don't, don't spoil I'm the story no 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 but i'm but imagining like just, you don't just try and you don't necessarily yeah. want me to go into my thoughts on the book but you but have scored it though. You have scored it I have, previously. I have I have scored it, and I've have scored it. I've scored it a three, which um, I know is a controversial thing to say about June because it is much much loved. But it's um, it is it's it's dense for its size. It's dense, and there is a lot of there's so much description, and that's yeah. exactly it, Len. Um, that's the thing. I think. I think with um with with Lynch he loves kind of making things kind of unexplained and you just have to kind of go with it but it, it doesn't it doesn't work in this film like you have to you have to understand why people are doing what they're doing you have to understand what 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 world we're living in and that makes it a hard thing to I guess break down into two hours of viewing that, that's if, why it's so hard if you had to do it right now gareth just give us a two sentence synopsis of what this film is so like you said air retaking the throne um oh just just in two sentences if you can what did i say before elevator picture uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, all right so royal a a a kind of royal family move from their like lush garden of eden-esque planet to a desert planet yep. they're sort of assigned to yep. it um yeah treachery occurs uh the the heir to be is um is sort of outcast and goes into hiding Hunted. and um yeah uh has to survive on this desert planet kind of with the help of the the local natives locals yeah and just a few things there. It's very Game of Thronesian, like in terms of families. You know, there, there's an overarching sort of empire. So you've got kind of like Star Warsy vibes, right? So you've got all of this things that people will know, but it, like Gaz said, in a much more dense sort of uh, world. But what I'm hoping, and John, I don't know about you because I know you love blade runner 2049 and, and and you thought it was visually a stunning film like we did are you are you interested in this film um i am <clears throat> i'm less interested that i mean since gaz gave it free bloobs it's well, kind of like no because look you know i respect your opinion that's just you know take, take i appreciate it, take that but at no point have i explained why i've given it three because actually because no, you were saying this... that person dies <laughs> <laughs> the heir to the throne. Um, it's um i guess oh well uh, i i am excited to see it i think um any kind of uh, uh you know uh, it's a big film 
Um, yep. And certainly in terms yep. of like coming out of lockdown, I, I'm looking forward to going to the cinema to watch a film like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess the, the, oh. question I, uh, the question I would ask is... Imagine. Do, do you think... Um, and this is for you guys. Do you think a, a film that has a, a free bloob uh, source material, can it be a five bloob film, in your opinion? Yes. Um, so if... Uh, this, is, this, is, this is even more controversial, I think, than giving June three blueberries. I couldn't stand Frank Herbert's writing. I couldn't stand it. It's... Um, like and and this is the thing and I know that it's controversial because people love it they think that it's absolutely revolutionary for me it was incredibly jarring like it was hard to read um like he he doesn't use the word um and when you should and it's so people people love it people say like that just brings so much energy to a scene like they'll they'll <laughs> it'll be something like um, John walks over to the bench, picks up his glass of water, drinks it. Whereas, like you, you know, you would expect it to say John walks over to the bench and picks up his his glass of water, and then he drinks it. I mean, don't write that in a book anyway. That's that's yeah, I, Jesus that's Christ. A, that's this? a, a dull scene. <laughs> Two bloobs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I found yeah. that really hard. The other thing is there are so many descriptions of things, and it's so you know, it's one of those things, right? Where it's like. Um, I'm going to use you as my example again, John, because you're just so uh, so literary in character. Um, John walked over to the table, picked up his demunctifier, put it on his head. It's like I don't. Nobody knows what a demunctifier is, and yet, like these words are just kind of thrown in, and you that will never come up again. We will never the demunctifier won't be a thing that occurs ever again. And <laughs> oh, you know, you, I can't you have wait. read it. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait for people in the comments uh, or responding to this podcast to go, how dare Gaz have a go at Frank Herbert? He's taken and out of sentences. What have you done, mate? What have you done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I know. It, but this is the thing. Like, I, I actually... Oh, he, he's added more. And and as I was, as I was reading it, <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is, this is baffling to me. And, and. This is baffling that like, I've got to find out whether other people agree with me. And like I searched up like Frank Herbert writing or whatever. No, Gareth. And- no, Gareth. And and I googled <laughs> Frank Herbert. <laughs> and and what I found was everybody disagreed. Everybody, everything about it was like his writing's just revolutionary. Which you know, each their own. And maybe it is. It's just I found it really jarring. And that was my issue with the book. The actual story. The story is 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 great. The story is. Um, I I think works. there's a really good story in there. Yeah. There's a really good story in there with a mixture of of the sci-fi that has become so popular now. Um, and just looking at the trailer, and, and. I have to say, I love I love and, and and just looking at the trailer, I have to say that the cast is amazing. Um, you know, Timothée Chalamet. You got you got Timothée Chalamet. It's got a lot going for it. It's got a lot going for it. Um, it it looks to be you know keeping that Denny feel where he's you know I still watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine and think it's the best looking film I have ever seen. Um, visually the world building is stunning. Oh, I love it. And just some of the wide shots in this trailer, 
of the expansive landscape of the worms, the you know the fucking giant sandworm things. It looks unbelievable. Here's another thing. Like it just with with 2049 that he nailed was the sound. The sound was incredible. That's 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 one of my like lasting memories of cinema of the last yeah, few years. The soundtrack, the effects, yeah. And and I will say that John is right. Like coming out of lockdown, and a lot of countries are coming out of lockdown now. People are getting vaccinated. People are able to go to the cinema again. Um, like I said uh, a few months ago, when we were in our little spell of paradise here in Australia, <laughs> um, and I went to see a quiet a quiet place too. It was amazing to be back in the cinema watching a film like that um didn't get to see suicide squad which i think would have really really been great in um a cinema i will be shattered um if i can't go see this in imax on the biggest screen possible uh with a reclining chair my my usual uh, popcorn and m&ms mixed together <laughs> with a giant frozen slurpee sat next to me i will be devastated if i can't do that because this is the film that I implore everyone go see in the cinema to have your mind taken to a new place. I'm glad that the thing that you want sat next to you is a Slurpee. Where, where am I? In this you're picture? not there, mate. You're, oh, wow. You, you've, you're, wow. you're, 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 yeah, you're, I don't know where you are. You're an anti-vaxxer, so you're not allowed in the cinema. <laughs> well, that's not true. You can say, you can call me many things, but do not call me that. Okay, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yep, so that's June, um, and we will be reviewing it um guys that is going to be one of our headline reviews for the month of october um <laughs> i might be in it i might not be in it gaz might be in it he might not be in it we've got kids yeah now nah, we'll find a way we'll find a way so we're all looking forward to that but i'll tell you what i'm looking forward to because i messaged john today this morning when he's extremely hungover and i asked him hey mate just you know just to say you remember it's your turn for overrated underrated and you're going to hear that next hey have you seen Ghostbusters 2, do you think it's underrated? Hey, have you seen uh, Ghostbusters 2? Do you think it's overrated? That's the segment here for you now. It's underrated, overrated, yeah. Okay, here we are. Overrated, underrated. John, you have the floor. Yeah, okay. Why am I supposed to sit? Anyway, so... uh... Uh, what should we do first? Uh, I'll let you pick, actually. Overrated or underrated? Uh, underrated, overrated. Uh, do underrated first. Do underrated first, because I reckon it's overrated. It'll be really offensive. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, my underrated um, is Donald Trump, actually. No, not really. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And overrated is vaccines. So my, oh, uh, my underrated... Um, now, I understand um, that yeah. there are a number of films that these guys have made um, over the years. Cohen Brothers. Uh, no, I mean, I, I was considering them for <laughs> overrated. I bet you were. Um, this isn't going to be White Chicks, is it? <laughs> white Chicks no. too. No, absolutely not. Fucking hell, imagine. No, so... Um, it's the Farrelly brothers. I think they're underrated. Oh, yeah. I do. <clears throat> okay. Like, if you consider... And Gaz is looking very confused. Give me a list. But no, I'm just I'm just, I'm just, trying to get beyond one or two films. <clears throat> what else have they done? Right, so Dumb and Dumber. I mean, that's that's a five-bloob classic. That is a classic comedy. It's an absolute classic. It's one of my favourite comedies um, 
growing it, up. Probably the one of the best comedies growing up. Uh, yeah, easily. Kingpin. It's another one. Good film. I love it. Good film. I absolutely love it. Um, really good film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's something about Mary. Oh, that was that was actually my favorite as I was growing up. That was oh, my yeah. literally yeah. my favorite film when I was. That's like, overrated. But it's, it's still good. Correct. Let's yep. go. Uh, me, myself, and Irene. Not good. Okay. No, it's good. It's okay. It's good. It's okay. It's good. It's okay. Oh, sorry, I thought it was okay. not good. <laughs> and then okay, I mean they fucked it with stuck on you and shallow how, um, but shallow how. Oh, see, I, I, I reckon shallow still... how's shallow how's better than me myself and Irene. Mm, I don't know. Uh, it's a bit nah. offensive, isn't it? I like the ran the randomness of me myself and Irene does make me chuckle at times. Like it is a very random story. Yeah, and then obviously they had some stinkers with hall pass. The Three Stooges movie forty three. I don't know what they were doing there, but uh, and then Dumb and Dumber two. What are you um, doing? Honestly, that is honestly <laughs> when an audience an audience crying out for a sequel to a film. Dumb and Dumber two could have been amazing. It really could have been amazing, but it is atrocious. Is that, is that Dumb and Dumber? Like, that's not a different film, is it? Yeah, no, that's a different, yeah, no, that's but it's a not even film. just fifty. Dumb and Dumber oh, is a different film. That's a different film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just the general filmmaking is appalling. Like, oh, God, yeah, okay. I that, can't that is, even that defend is, that. That is dreadful. Um, so you think thinking... They deserve to be shot for that. Well, again... You know, no, that's a bit, bit far. <laughs> yeah, that is too far, I think, actually. <laughs> too um, far, sorry, yeah. change the segment. Shot in the leg. So shit... <laughs> Which one? The shin. One shin. Um, no, one shin. Okay, so then they did Green Book. Or at least one of the brothers did. Peter did Green Book. Like they won a fucking Oscar. That's a great He's, movie. I, I yeah, really, really, I good really film, like. Really good I feel film. like I felt like you two didn't love Green Book as much as I did. No, really enjoyed Green Book. Did not think that that year it was deserving of Best Picture. Um, Still a very, you know, very that good was my film. Only gripe with um, it, I tell you, I tell you what, very actually, good film for us. That is a great movie to watch with a glass of whiskey. Excellent for mm. that. Mm. Um, but the reason I say they're underrated, so, you know, there's a bunch of quality, quality films there, um, is, so you go to their Wikipedia entry, right? Peter, Peter Farrelly and Bobby Farrelly, collectively referred to as the Farrelly brothers, are American screenwriters and directors. They've made 11 films together. That's all they've got to say about the Farrelly brothers. Like, what the fuck? That's Ouch. underrated, man. I mean, that should be like, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, Oscar winning, Oscar winning um, comedy <clears throat> geniuses. Like, I think, I think yeah. there's an issue that exists in the world now, and and I and I'm part I'm of the problem yeah. here, um, and that is comedy films. There is a snobbery about comedy that exists, and and I, and I I support it to a large extent. I think you know we spoke a, a little bit about this when we did when we did the Hangover. Um, comedy is hard to get right and for it to be a film that is marketed as a comedy film they they don't they don't do particularly well and the best the best comedy films that you can remember growing up have all got shit ratings on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes like they all South do. Park Bigger Longer Uncut shit <laughs> rating on Rotten Tomatoes but I tell you what what a great film I tell you what I, I, no I one, love no I love the Ace Ventura film. movies yeah. Terribly rated, Great. Um, both amazing. The, but they've got terrible, terrible ratings, terrible reviews. 
Um, and I think that's their problem. That said, there's something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber. I did love them as a kid. Do I think they're works of art now? Probably not. Mm. Mm. Better than it's Ace a tough Ventura. one. I well, a lot better. Work no. A lot better. I I I really like the some of the references to the early films you mentioned there, John. But it's definite. You know, you can definitely see a career downturn from them, apart from the Green Book spike, which is obviously crazy. Um, I'm interested to see where they go from here, or even as individuals. Um, but <laughs> no yeah, I would Not say there. I would say underrated. Generally, I'd say yes, they probably are underrated because some of those comedies are very good. Um, but it's hard, you know. In, in recent memory, they've had some stinkers. So. Well, last film, you know, and I said Oscar they deserve winner. to be shot, shot in the shin. So, well, leg, whatever. Is it now specifically the shin? Is it? Yeah, I said shins. Yeah. All right, come here, brothers. One shin. Come each. here. Get your shin out. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So, so this my next one, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with comedy. Yeah. Um, oh god. And this go. one, I was kind of like, don't say Ace Ventura. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's an actor. It's overrated, by the way. It's overrated, overrated, right? Yeah, massively overrated. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I picked this person because, um, one, I wanted to stay with the, the comedy scope, um, but also I was really keen mm-hmm. to get your opinion and whether or not it's just me being miserable, I don't know. Um, this person yeah, is a multimillionaire. Um, like, uh, his net worth is... I'm still like in the running. Over, <laughs> over $100 million. Um, and look, I get it. Like Vince Vaughn, you get no, 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 it's worse than that. Um, so (laughs) I'm sitting there, and even some of these comedy routines because he's a stand up, um, that does film. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this isn't funny at all. Um, he's a little fella, and I think that's probably what it is. I'm still in the running. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's Kevin Hart. I think he's bang overrated, bang overrated. I totally agree with you. Like, totally agree with you. Um, now I can't, I can't get my for head. Some reason it. I can't get my head around why people find him funny. Well, no, he's. I think he has got a lot of charm. I think he has got some <laughs> charisma, but I think overall, the comedy for me anyway is just so middle of the road and obvious that it it just doesn't work. Now, when I think of his latest latest films, like the Jumanji series with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm. um, they're fine, those films. Like, it hurts me to see Jumanji go that way, but <laughs> for the newer generation, it kind of works. Mm. It did very well at the box office. Um, I think The Rock and... Um, they they have a great relationship. Mm. Uh, that they, they they are really close friends, Kevin Hart and The Rock, and you see that on his Instagram. I think that really comes across in those films, and that helps his humor there. But uh, other than that, like I just yeah, not not for me. Um, I I find them quite bland comedy. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it's family ish type comedy. Um, it's not. I've not seen him do anything that really pushes the boat out. And I go, oh, I'm going to take notice of that. Even something that Gareth has mentioned, like The Hangover, which we've talked about before. At the time, at least that was doing something different. Like, mm. uh, and the comedy was a little bit out there. Like, not Hangover 2 or 3, but Hangover 1. Um, if he were to do a comedy like that, 
even if you were to do something like bridesmaids, you know, if that ilk, I would sit there and go, okay, I'll sit there and take a bit more notice. But for me, not at the moment. No, there's nothing that he's done where I'm like, oh, I've got to watch that new Kevin Hart film. It's not going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this is what I mean. So it's like, and, you know, Gaz mentioned it in the previous, uh, (laughs) when we were talking about the Fowley brothers, like there is, there is a snob, a snobbery around comedy. And and I am one of those snobs. Yeah, I um I think back to and and I I'll be honest when it comes to American stand ups, there are very few mm-hmm. that I'd be like, yeah, brilliant. I'll watch every stand up they do. That Dave Chappelle was one, and I've I've gone to see him live. Yeah, um, I love Dave Chappelle. But they're, but they're mentioned in the same kind of breath, and it's like no, nah, nah, nah. no, absolutely not. Like what one is like genuinely a genius. Like your Richard Pryor's, uh, your George Carling, like you know, th- those are like masters of the art. Um, Kevin Hart, to me, um, and I don't know, this might go over the heads of um, some of our American listeners. Um, you can say Michael. But there's a guy in the UK called Michael McIntyre, and most of his com- most of that. his comedy routine is he has floppy hair, and he does stuff like you know when you you know when you go to the shop and your kid, you know your, your kid goes oh. And they're on the floor. It's hilarious, isn't it? And I'm like, what? Go away! <laughs> like it's so shit and lazy. I hate that sort of comedy. And, and Kevin Hart strikes me as that sort of person. Oh, you know when your kid does this, it's like go away. I don't. I don't know how many stand-up comedians there are these days that do what like George Carlin did. Like you can still find it, his 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 comedy, his stand-up comedy routines were like. There were lectures on life, and they're incredible. Like you, you can watch them and just come out and just be like, "Shit, I've got, I've got a lot to think about." Um, and they're hilarious as well. Well, comedy. Yeah, so so Stuart Stuart Lee again in the UK. Yeah, he, great. He would be the closest that uh, I would say where it's like he you is, go in. He is he is amazing. Yeah, he's, it's incredible. And again, it's like you can really dissect like his timing, his tone. His character, like often, he just comes across as someone that just despises everything. Bill yeah. Hicks, I guess, would be another one. <laughs> um, yeah, those are even even Eddie Murphy. Like, okay, some of it is aged quite badly in terms of it's quite homophobic and and blah blah blah. Um, uh, and I wouldn't say a lot of his comedy was particularly smart, but Jesus, his delivery was incredible when he was in his prime. Like. My word. So but yeah, it, it's about it's about comedians that have something to say, isn't it? Um, ones that that actually have a point to make. Do you know? It's funny with with Kevin Hart. I honestly think the the best thing that I've seen him in is a cameo appearance that he put into uh, to Modern Family. He makes like oh, yeah. two appearances in I've seen it, and and he's really good in that. Like he fits in there perfectly. <laughs> Fits in right um, there. There you go. He should. He's not. He shouldn't be headlining movies, though, should he? But again, I think if he was like six foot, I don't think he'd be as as famous as he is. I think half of the shtick <laughs> is the you know a bit like Warwick Davis. You know, I don't think he's very good either. Um, but he is about you know <laughs> one foot and a half or whatever. So so oh yeah, you know, just stick a, a funny nose on him and a hat, and it's like yeah, brilliant. You know, <laughs> but no, but that is that is true. So I think if, if okay. Warwick Davis was five yeah. foot eleven, you'd be like, mm, 
He's a bit rubbish, isn't he? So maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, yeah, because all of his jokes about being able to fit through cat flaps wouldn't work if he was five foot eleven. Yeah, when he gets out of his jeep and he just falls on the floor. It's like, well, it doesn't yeah. work if you're 5'11". What's wrong with you, man? Um, yeah, so there you go. Well, thank you, John. That was uh, very uh, interesting, overrated, underrated. And one that I wasn't seeing okay. coming from you. Um, yeah, I was just pondering John's decisions. But yeah, I definitely agree with the Kevin Hart one and, you know, also the the Farley brothers. So very good, John. Thank you. And um, I was very, I was very, very tempted to go... Rick and Morty for overrated oh, just to wind you boys up. I, honestly, you boys up. you'd be fucking done, mate. <laughs> I'd fucking kick off. Don't you fucking get be me the, the two minute men Fuck after so. that. <laughs> you fucking wanker. Um, nah, that's obviously a joke. So we'll let it go this one time. Yeah. But anyway, um, wanker. thank you very much. This, once again, fucking wanker. Is, uh, it's almost 70 minutes past midnight, which is mental because, you know, think about this. You've just got 10 free bonus minutes of content so don't even worry about it everyone. don't even worry about <laughs> don't, it don't don't be spruiking that um, too much once you've edited this will be it will be three minutes of bonus good content. point good point well anyway anything over 60 you're laughing yeah, correct. so you, you're, you're a winner right. okay um thank you to my other Minutemen, uh john mm. and gareth thanks for joining me at this uh, this hour okay. to um lull our listeners to sleep thanks, with man. our talk of things to watch they're going to be dreaming about uh, you know things that we've mentioned in this show like uh, uh what if t'challa was star lord they're going to be you know dreaming about goosebumps eric stoltz as marty mcfly mm. uh, they're going to be dreaming about the sponge from goosebumps okay not only that they're going to be thinking about vast desert landscapes with giant worms and people that say and and all the time mm. so whichever way you look at it it's been a good podcast okay um Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart's in, in June, I think. That is that. <laughs> directed by the Farrelly Brothers. <laughs> yeah, so June, directed by the Farrelly Brothers. <laughs> Starring Kevin Hart. And, and Kevin Hart is in it. And, and Kevin Hart is in it. Um, and that's it, guys. Thanks. <laughs> After he's been shot in the shin. Uh, so, <laughs> yep. Thanks, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, everyone get some rest. Uh, oh, we're yeah. a bit pissed now, so we're going to try and sober up. Maybe a kebab or something. I don't know. A anyway, kebab. peace out. See you on the next one. Weird. Yeah. All right.